The scripture tells us nothing has begun to be but what the word of God has made. Whatever is or ever was, was done by his command, created and displayed according to his pleasure by his will and for his glory. All things were arrayed throughout the cosmos and remain there still to make God known. Welcome to the Inverse Theology Project. I'm T.M. Moore. This is Volume 21, Number 2, Creational Theology. We need to be persuaded that what God reveals of himself in creation and culture is true and needed revelation. We won't search out the glory, wisdom, power, beauty, or mystery of God to be found there until we're convinced that the things we see each day have something to tell us about the Lord. So we need to unpack a little more the idea broached in our first installment that God summons us through created things that we might, through them, draw closer to him in love. Here is part two of Creation's Praise. We must not take for granted that which we asserted in the former section. For the implications that the world could be a form of revelation are much more significant and more demanding than we might at first consider. What's in store for us is knowledge, more than any man can by himself attain to, or that ends with him or any discipline he can pursue. Creation's witness far transcends mere temporal categories and invites us deeper into what the Lord intends for our salvation. Two revealing lights direct us to the knowledge of the Lord. First, Scripture manifests God's will, indicts us for our sins, and leads us to the Word of God in Jesus Christ and to His rule of righteousness and peace. The Spirit's sword, as Scripture is referred to, is the school of first instruction and the final bar to which we must appeal, or be a fool, concerning everything. The Scriptures are the Word of God. They teach us how to see the world as God does, all within it, far and near, immense or small, immediately before us or remote and distant. By its light, creation can be seen to be a secondary light, bright as the sky at noonday, bearing witness to the one who made and keeps it from his throne on high. The Scripture tells us nothing has begun to be but what the Word of God has made. Whatever is or ever was, was done by his command, created and displayed according to his pleasure, by his will and for his glory. All things were arrayed throughout the cosmos and remained there still to make God known. And so he summons us to listen, look, and contemplate until we glimpse him in creation's light, and thus our understanding is enlarged by what we see or hear or study as we trust the word of God to guide us as we ought, to learn what we by God's works might be taught. God told us that the world he made is good, for he declared it such. And though the fall of mankind into sin meant that what could have been the case, a garden covering all the earth with ever greater goodness, now groans underneath the wormwood and the gall of sin, still every blade and branch and bough and every creature that draws breath, each star and planet, all the seas and hills somehow retain a measure of that goodness, are continuous in its display, and show us something about him whom knowing far exceeds all other pleasures we might know. God paints his glory on the dark night sky, Orion with his faithful dog in tow, the phases of the moon, the planets by sun's gravity drawn through their circuits year by year. All heaven's wonders testify about the Lord. 
So do the things we hear or see or touch or taste or smell. The things of earth give constant witness, strong and clear, to God's attending love and power. Earth sings God's praise through many varied voices, forms, and processes, an opera that brings out all the underlying patterns, norms, and principles of order by which we know anything at all. Majestic storms, awe-summoning sunsets, waves upon the sea, clouds forming and transforming, rain and snow, the seasons of the year, the humble bee, the mighty eagle, all things icky, slow, or fast, imposing mountains, verdant plains, meandering rivers, glistening lakes, all show us something of our God. Each one explains in part some aspect of his will or being. All creatures, great or small, the Lord ordains and speaks through every one of them thus freeing us to know him through the things we're seeing. Not only through creation does the Lord reveal himself, but also culture. In a wide array of artifacts are stored up knowledge of our God. Despite the sin by which men craft their wares, compose their songs, create societies, pursue the din of war, by justice seek to right all wrongs, put bread upon their tables, educate themselves, make sure that everyone belongs somewhere to someone while decrying hate. These ways and countless more transmit the voice of God who summons us to celebrate his wisdom, grace, and power and to rejoice in all his goodness. Even those who do not know the Lord, who have made the choice to turn away from him and live unto themselves alone, still glorify him by their many works. He makes himself known through their labors, though they mock him or deny him. People bear his image. They create because they are like him. And though they try to keep such knowledge far from them, they hate him and his word, the knowledge of the Lord persists in them and leads them to create a vast array of culture, each a word, if faint, to help us know and love our Lord. What are the methods, then, by which we take this discipline in hand? What must we do to seek God in creation, or to make sense of his will and ways by looking through the lens of culture? How can we make best use of the many things presented to us day by day to know the Lord, be blessed by him, enhance our witness, and restore his presence to the world? Let our request be that the Lord, whom we would know, adore, and serve by finding around us day by day, should help us to discover more of him by every place and thing and way it pleases him to show himself to us. Then let us, following his word, obey our calling to pursue his works and trust that we can find him there through patience and persistence as is right and good and just. So let us focus now to understand the disciplines that help us see the light of revelation in the things at hand in culture and creation that we might improve our faint ability to hear God as he summons us and to delight in doing so. First, then, we must draw near with an attentive mind to that which we have chosen, to observe it, see it, hear it, turn it over in our mind to see it from all angles, note its shape, its size, its texture, or its use. Look carefully at all the many details that comprise the object. This applies as well to when we're listening, just as when we use our eyes to make our observations. Keep a pen and notebook handy. Jot things down. Allow your mind to stretch out past your normal can. What comes to mind? What are you thinking now as you absorb this object, its unique appearance, form, dimensions, facets? How does this begin to shape the way you seek the Lord within your object? What it might suggest about him? What the Lord might speak to you about himself, his will, 
his righteousness. Keep making notes, then set aside your work and go do something else. Delight in that which you have noted and decide to come back to the summons later. Keep your observations somewhere by your side. Review your notes, add others to them, sleep on all your thinking for a day or two, then set aside a time to do some deep and prayerful thinking. Ask yourself, how do these observations point me to the Word of God? Can I associate them to some attribute or aspect of the Lord? Continue making notes and let your mind expand to add whatever from the Word connects you with your object. Thus refined, your meditations will begin to merge. Proceed to integrate your thinking. Find out how these meditations might converge into a single thought. Then meditate some more. Let all new thoughts and insights surge into your purview. See if you can state in one clear sentence what you're learning, how the Lord is coming through. Then celebrate in prayer or singing what you're learning now and how it speaks to you about the Lord. And share with someone what you're learning how the Lord is speaking to you from his word and his creation. Proclamation brings your work full circle as you praise the Lord for how his wonderful creation wings your thoughts to him and all his glory sings. Visit our website, www.ilva.org, to discover the wealth of resources available to help you grow in your walk with and work for the Lord. Next, in Volume 21, Historical Theology, we continue our survey and overview of the lives of Irish saints from a volume by that name translated by Charles Plummer. Till then, for the Fellowship of Ilva and the Inverse Theology Project, this is T.M. Lewis.